Hey, hey, it's your favorite Andrina, and I'm so excited on today. I'm excited because today is another amazing day that we was given an opportunity for us to show up. And I hope everybody's week was just as great as mine, at least in my world, I think that it is awesome. Um, you know my favorite line, I always say that my cup is more full than it is empty because I choose to believe in the greater good despite what's going on, despite the circumstances, because we all know that in reality, life is what it is, honey. Some days will be good, some days be bad, but yet still, we are still here, and that is what matters. And listen, for y'all that don't know me, I'm Andrina Phillips, CEO and founder of Keep Moving with Andrina. I'm a master life strategist. I deal with personal development and a transformational speaker, a published author, all those titles, to sum up, I'm here to inspire, motivate, and transform you to your next level of living with no apologies but owning your greatness. Simply put, is that you are who you are. Despite your falls, you still got up. Your story, your steps are successful. And you might as well live that thing out loud. You might as well live it out loud because there's no perfect person, no person, no perfect nothing. You know, we all are a work in progress. But the thing about it is, is doing the work to get the results that you want. And a lot of times we all get to a place in our life where we don't want to do the work. But you know what? That's unacceptable. Now it's time to do the work. It's time to own your greatness. You cannot allow your living to be in vain. You cannot allow your living to be in vain. And that is something that I realized that when you're walking that walk, we tend to forget that. We tend to forget that we are imperfect vessels on our own perfect journey, doing the best that we can, trying to learn, trying to get along, trying to figure this thing out. And in the midst of us walking this thing out, sometimes we get distracted. Sometimes we are taking a detour and life experience will take us full circle. Even though you may get distracted, even though you may take a detour, guess what? You will always come full circle. You will line up you will understand your purpose, you will honor and respect your story, and you will start showing up like you're supposed to. Not small, but big and tall. And so what I do is, I am very relatable, transparent to a degree, and I just come and show y'all my life. And I feel like if I can give y'all snippets of my life that it will inspire somebody to take the leaps and bounds and get off of the sidelines and begin to show up in their own life. Life is hard. Life comes with struggles. But we got to remember, even in the midst of the struggle, it's still some success that lies along the story. So listen, that's my pitch for today. I feel good on today. I don't know about y'all. I have an amazing guest coming on today. One of my most favorite people in the world. She is, I know you saying, Andrea, they're either your favorite people or they're your best friend. I call them what I want to because they mean so much to me, just like you do. But this woman here is one of my sheroes in this business, in this lane, because of her transparency, her rawness, her realness, her love for God, and her unapologetic attitude. 
you know, it is what it is. And then she has this old heavy accent that I truly, truly love. But if you ever get to know her story, you will understand just how amazing this woman is. And I love her to pieces. We dialogue in the cyber world all the time. We have a good time laughing and encouraging each other. And I'm telling you, it's always good to attach yourself to those that really truly wanna see you win, that really want you to get off the sideline, that really holds your feet to the fire, that really make you understand your purpose and your calling and won't allow you to backpedal. She is one of my wing women that I know, I might not talk to her all the time, but we are cheering for each other. And anytime we need one another, we are going to check up on each other. We are going to be there for each other. We're going to pray each other through. And I'm telling y'all, I just love and adore this woman. And so I am going to bring her on. And when I bring her on, listen, just watch out. Watch out for that heat that she's finna bring, honey. We're finna get into it. We're finna tap into what it is that we need to tap into. We can't be playing in this season. And if you all are playing, y'all need to stop playing because you got purpose, you got promise, you got prosperity, you got power, you got all things that are great. The only thing we need for you all to do is tap in. That's the reason why we show up on y'all timeline, y'all social media feed. And I know sometimes y'all saying I'm getting sick and tired of it, but that's okay. We're on our job. And like I always tell y'all, it doesn't matter to me if I change one life or a billion life. I'm on my job and I'm serving in my purpose. I'm driving this lane because it's something that I'm equipped to do. It's something that I'm passionate about. It's something I love to do. And I am glad that we get to lock arms and do it. But in the meantime, let me bring up on my guests so that y'all can have a good time with us. And here she comes, honey. I like to just be me in the and so, listen, y'all, I told y'all, here go my favorite, honey. Look at her. Look at her, honey. This is the one. This is one of my favorite. This is one of my heavy hitters. This is Crystal Cunningham, better known as Crystal Clear. And trust you, believe you, me, she going to get y'all real clear. Crystal, introduce yourself to the audience. Hello, everybody. Yes, my name is Crystal Cunningham. I am um, an empowerment speaker, a master life coach, a three-time best-selling author and a visionary author as well. So if you don't know what the visionary author is, that means that I actually do anthologies, compilations, okay? Mm -hmm. um, in addition to that, I'm a confidence and clarity specialist, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I help women of faith gain clarity, confidence, um, so they can leverage and monetize their story. So that's some of the stuff that I do, I'm doing right now because there's more things to come. <laughs> all wrapped up in one. All wrapped up in one. You hear me? All wrapped up in one. So yes. sum it up for some of them that don't know our language. So basically what you do. Like give them that quote. Huh? I, I, you said sum it up for what? Yeah, like sum it up. Like, you know, like some people be like, okay, then, but what does that really mean? Like give them like that, that regular verbiage, like one, two, three. This is what it is. What it is basically is I coach you. I, ba I basically help you be unapologetically you. Point That's blank, it. period. That's, That's it. it. And really That's just it. walk in everything that God's calling you to do and everything that God said that you already are. That's it. Point blank. Really, really get you clear about your identity and who you are. Mm -hmm. um, because myself, I used to be cluttered 
with a lot of confusion and chaos and all of this stuff and, and addiction. So I had to get clear. I had to get that mm. mind right. Mm. So I can get that money right. Mm. Give them a snippet of your, of your story. Give them a snippet of it so they know who we talking with. Let them know how, how much of a heavy hitter you are. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, I'm going to try to give you that. So at 16 years old, I decided to run away from home, okay? I decided to run away from home. I became a teen mom by the time I was 17, married um, to a big dope dealer back then. Um, mm. You know, got caught up in the street life. Uh, found myself after a year of leaving home, found myself actually uh, separated from my husband. So here it is, you know, I'm thinking I'm leaving out for something better. Mm -hmm. Actually, it got worse. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for the next 12 years of my life, almost 12 and a half years of my life, I found myself in really dysfunctional relationships, found myself homeless. Mm. Um, found myself um, strung out on drugs myself. I was transporting dope back and forth from New York down to Atlanta, um, you know, doing that kind of living that kind of lifestyle. Then I found myself also becoming addicted to the, to the product. Okay. Mm -hmm. You had living that life. But at the age of 28, I made the decision to change my life. I was like, you know, I didn't want to live that life anymore. Uh, you know, watching my children. I had two children at that time. Um, one of my, my, my oldest, me and him was separated. So I had like joint custody of my son and that was very heartbreaking as well. I walked around with a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, you know, because of that, that, that particular situation in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, that's how everything really started for me. And, you know, just to back up a little bit, so I tell people all the time, I didn't just run away from home just to run away from home. Right. I ran away from home because I didn't have the best relationship with my parents, especially my mother. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and as daughters and mothers, you know, we look to our moms, but I didn't have that connection with her whatsoever. Um, no matter much, no matter how much I tried, I we just didn't have it as I was coming up. And I never saw myself being really connected to her. I have an older sister. Her and my older sister had that relationship, but that was something that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. My father also, even though he was in the house, I was raised with both of my parents most of the time. Um, my father, I had abandonment issues because my dad would leave because of his own situation that he was dealing with. So mm -hmm. for me, I was struggling with the connection, feeling like I belong, feeling like I was worthy. Um, and looking for that validation. And when I met that man at the time who became my husband, um, he was giving me all of that, the attention that I needed, mm -hmm. um, the protection that I thought I needed, the provision that I, I wanted. Um, so he was giving me that, but little did I know that when I, um, he was much older than me, that he had a drug problem. Mm -hmm. So I didn't start doing drugs right away or anything like that. But years that went by, I did eventually wind up using and becoming an addict, dealing with substance abuse for myself. Mm -hmm. But um, that's how the pathway started. But then at 28, I talk about it in my book back here, Rise Up and Hope. Right. Um, at 28, one day, I just really had enough because I was seeing the situation with me and my daughter. Me and my daughter, now I was raising my daughter 
I saw the situation with me and my daughter that, um, you know, I wasn't being the best mother. I just wasn't being the best mother. I wasn't being the best person for Crystal, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't being the best mother for her. Um, and I wanted to change that trajectory. I wanted to change that because I had grew up with, uh, I come from a family that's dealt, dealt with drug abuse. So that wasn't like it wasn't a part of my life. It wasn't that that wasn't in my family. Um, not at that level that I saw, mm-hmm. but it became that for myself. So I wanted to change that. And here it is now. And I have 21 years clean, sober. Drug yes. <laughs> yes. And, but you know what? Looking at you, people wouldn't even know that. Nope. They wouldn't even know that walk that you walk. Because, you know, they think that what we do is like anybody can do it you know, or, you know, they don't know our story. They don't know what we've been. They don't know what we've been through, but they really don't know what's behind that. They don't know what's behind the movement. They don't know what's behind it. And I just like for y'all to just share that part so that the audience can understand how you able to stand in these shoes that you stand in, how you can be able to be that master life coach, that personal development, the one that can hold them accountable from getting off of the sidelines. So I always love for you all to share that background. And that was deep. And that was deep. And that just was the surface. That was just the surface. (laughs) But they need to get that book, Rise Up and Hope. That's what they need to do to get the full story. So I really, I really um, love partnering with you, locking arms with you. You know, I love that accent you got from New York. You know, y'all becoming heavy. <laughs> so on today, your topic was about the shift. So talk to us about the shift. What is the, describe the shift to us. Well, you know, one of the things that I would like to tell your audience and just speak to is mm-hmm. the first shift was the shift from me shifting from that lifestyle mm-hmm. from coming from off of drugs, you know, not just off of drugs, just shifting my mindset mm-hmm. and the behavior, the, the behavior that was causing me to continuously be in the street and be out there and do the things that I was doing. So the first shift was when I shifted and said, okay, Crystal, we're going to shut this down. We're right. going to shut this down. And in that moment, that's when everything started to change for me. I believe that when you make a decision and you get in alignment with God, and I let me just say this for the audience, I did not know God, okay? So mm. I'm not one of them that grew up in the church and all of that stuff. No, if you want to look us up in the Bible, we probably was called heathens, okay? Because <laughs> I was with you and I knew him, but I wasn't, I didn't grow up in the church, but I went to church though when I was yeah, young. Yeah, you know, I mean, my, of course, when I was going down, coming down south or whatever, mm-hmm. I had to go to church or whatever because that's what they did, but there was no relationship. Nobody really introduced me to, to Christ or anything like that. It was like, this is just what you had to do. Mm-hmm. But that was, a, I was really young when that happened. But when I went back to New York, um, because my mom had brought us down south. But anyway, when I went back to New York, that was not the case. My mother was like, she felt in her world that we'll find him on our own. So she mm-hmm. left that up to us. That Ooh. was not something that we had to do. So I just never did it really, you know, mm-hmm. um, unless it was maybe Easter, you heard about it. You watched the Ten Commandments. Right, 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 like right, 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 right. Or Christmas time. Or Christmas time. Or Christmas time. Right? Something like or that. But, oh, no, 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 no,
And that's really how it was. So when I made that first shift and I said, okay, I, I don't want to do this. I shifted at that moment. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, um, because I wanted to really discover who this woman was um, for me, myself in that moment in the mirror, it was like, I knew that what I was looking at, that was not crystal, mm -hmm. but I wanted to discover that woman, that person that had been hidden and, you know, because of all of the things that I was doing and going through, that person became to the front, but I knew that there was more inside because I kept hearing the whisper, there's more mm -hmm. to your life. And when I looked in the mirror that morning, that was the first shifting. That's when the shifting really began. Mm -hmm. So it began where I started to go back to, you know, try to go back to school, go back to get my GD because I was a high school dropout. Right. Um, got a good job with, at the time was with Bell Atlantic Mobile. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't know Verizon Wireless was Bell Atlantic Mobile, Southern Bell, New York Tell. So I came up with um, Bell Atlantic Mobile that now is known as Verizon Wireless. Mm -hmm. um, so I got my opportunity to work with this major you know, corporation. Um, here it is now. My life is changing. And the first shift really happened when uh, I think it was with the company for almost about five years and they had introduced and said that they were going to be doing a relocation from uh, most of us was in New York and New Jersey and Philly. And either you had to come here, I mean, come down to North Carolina. I'm in Atlanta right now, but go to North Carolina. North Carolina, that's my home state. Really? Okay. Yeah, don't play with us. Don't play with us. I know y'all said something. Y'all was talking junk about us during the election, but don't play with us, honey. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was in Wilmington, North Carolina. So I took the relocation package. That's when the shift began for me again. And this, that way, God, it was just me and my daughter. And I, I like to tell people, um, for me, mm -hmm. that's when God was saying, I can take her now and I have her isolated and mm -hmm. he'll be able to start doing the work on me. Because mm -hmm. if I would have stayed in New York, I'm not saying that you, I wouldn't have discovered um, maybe my gifting and really start doing what I'm doing, but I believe that there would have been more distractions. I was in a relationship at the time in New York, had this man in my life, mm -hmm. you know, worked two jobs um, because I was also doing counseling. So I've always been in some weird counseling, coaching kind of thing going on in my life, um, mm -hmm. in my professional life. With that being said, um, it, it just gave God the opportunity to once again keep, you know, isolate me. And I had to lean on God so much, like I still do right now, but it, be it became more conscious. And that's when our relationship really started to form. I did get saved right before I left New York. I left New York in 2004. Mm -hmm. I think it got saved in 2002. So I was still, I was a babe in Christ when I went to North Carolina. But for me, he really took that isolation and started doing the work. You know, we read a book about the book of Esther a lot. Oh, and yes. I think a lot oh, of yes. times people think that really Esther was just that 12 month period, but it wasn't mm -hmm. it was years before she really got to where she was. And mm -hmm. people don't really know that. So the isolation and the preparation, it takes time. So right. for me, um, being in that small community that I was in, Wilmington is very small. It was a culture shock for me. But listen, you was that close to me because that's where I was raised at in Jacksonville, North Carolina. My dad was a Marine. So that's where I was raised at. So you was real close to us. 
Yes, I used to go to the mall there. Um, they have a mall out there. Yeah, we Jacksonville Mall. Jacksonville Mall. I used to what? go to the mall out there. <laughs> yeah, it was real close to us. Look at that, full circle. Look how you bring me together. Full circle. Yeah. I wound up being out there for almost 17 years. I just left. It's only been, uh, it'll be two years in mm -hmm. October, but I was out there for 17 years. Ooh. And I really did a work. And, and I know why, because um, I need, I had so much stuff in me that he really had to get out. And then there was a lot of stuff that he had to show me what was already lying within me and bring it out of me. So being in that community, being in that small place and in that environment, I started to shift. Um, mm -hmm. He was stirring me up, mm -hmm. um, showing me what my gift was. I was doing a lot of um, and women empowerments in the community. Um, I had an uh, organization called Women of Inspiration that I started. Uh, with that, that's where the whisper came, started to share my story. I wanted to kind of keep that quiet. I was like, that was in New York. Let's leave that mm -hmm. alone. But I realized that I still had a little residue of shame. And that's where the second book, No More Residue, comes in. Because there still was this little bit of residue every time it was time for me to rise up and go to another level. That residue, that limited belief, you know, the stories that was spoken to me, you know, mm -hmm. the negativity, the abandonment, the rejection would show up every time I would get ready to get a promotion, um, go for something new, do anything in the community. I really was battling with it. And then I started to realize what it was. So once I started to realize that God was calling me to, to share my story, I took it seriously and I started to perfect my craft, which mm -hmm. was, so I joined like Toastmasters um, mm -hmm. because I was in leadership at Verizon Wireless. Um, I, I coached, I had my team. So I knew, I, I was like, okay, I discovered, okay, I'm being a speaker. But the, and then the coaching, the writing was where I was so surprised. Mm -hmm. um, that that was something that I would be doing is become an author. That was very surprising for me. Mm -hmm. But um, during these last 17 years, I have been able to produce events, um, you know, produce events, coach women, write books. I have five books up underneath me now, three best-selling um, best uh, books that I have here. Now I'm uh, helping other women share their stories as mm -hmm. well. I just had 17 co-authors get ready to write another one called Becoming the New You. Um, yes, I remember that one. I remember that one. So, mm -hmm. that's but that mindset is really, is something. That mindset is yeah. really, really something. And I think that it keeps us stuck. A lot of times we realize that, you know, a lot of times people don't move out because of their mindset and because of the residue that they haven't, finish clearing out. And I always say this to everybody. I don't care where you are in your journey. There is going to be a time in your life when you're going to be by yourself, where you have to be isolated so that you can really understand the work that is happening in you. But you know, a lot of times what we do is we avoid it. And that what hurts us the most. We avoid the work. But listen, that was a good story. And I have to bring you back but I got, so you got to give us a word of encouragement before we have to end the segment. One of the things I want to say when I'm talking about shift from employee to employer mm -hmm. is for you to believe in yourself, mm -hmm. believe in you and your capabilities, your intelligence, mm -hmm. the thing that God is showing you. 
And that was something like, like you was just saying, um, I was struggling with at first because I kept saying to myself, I don't think that I could do this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And when it's true, you don't know how to do it, but God is going to show you how he's going to bring you, start connecting you with people. You start learning, you know, this is where you have to do the investment piece. So you do have to invest in, you know, just like if it was a higher education, you have to invest in your gift. You have to invest in the business. You have to invest in that new space that God is putting you in. So I want to encourage you to believe in yourself and master your craft. Always work on that. Always. I'm still working on that because mm-hmm. you can, it can, it, you can never um, do, do too much. You want to continuously master your craft. And my craft is the thing that I master is speaking because I am a speaker first uh, naturally. So I always look to, you know, see what, what ways I can better my speaking, like Lisa Nichols, you know. Oh, I love Lisa Nichols. You ever met her in person? No, I'm actually getting ready to go and start training and looking. I love Lisa Nichols. I met her like four or five years in person. And what you see out in the cyber world is actually who you meet. Um, And it's the same with Iyana Van Zandt. Okay. I met both of them. Yes, love them. Those are my two top that I love. I love, I love because they're so relatable and their story is so, you know, amazing how they started out. And you know what? They started out in the ministry as well. You know, and a lot of people don't know that the speakers that they see or the coaches that they see, they started in the ministry. So yeah. ministry plays a major role in your purpose. I truly believe that and part of your story. Yeah, I do. I spoke to Oprah um, in 2019 and Mississippi yes. Success Women's Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she's amazing. And you're right. Yeah. But one of the things I want to just say really quickly, and I know we got to wrap it up. Don't be afraid to share your story. Your story is what makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. And your story is what connects you to your target audience, your customer, that, that organization, your business, the career, everything. It's your story. Why yeah. you do what you're doing so it's your story don't be afraid but but a lot of times people get shamed to tell their story but I always say if you don't tell your story somebody else is going to tell your story and they're not going to get it correct so I'm gonna go ahead and tell you my story myself and another thing what that does is if any y'all trying to come for me from the past I already done told it it ain't nothing y'all can do you understand what I'm saying it ain't nothing you can do because you know when you start growing and you start moving in this lane right and you start showing up and, and and start telling your story people don't always respect your story People get upset about your story because some of the characters, you know, you have to name, you have to tell on them. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, some people just don't understand how important their story is. Mm -hmm. They really, truly don't, because I know you are quite like me. You get a lot of the people in your inbox that saying, you know what, thank you for sharing. And if we didn't share our story, you know, it wouldn't push that other woman. To, to show up in her life and be fully who she is. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Share your story. They may get mad, but they be all right. Mm-hmm. They be all right. It's my story. Again, your story. Me and my daughter was just talking about that over the weekend. Uh, I, I started to tell my children my story. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want anyone to 
be able to come behind or, or say anything about me that mm -hmm. wasn't totally accurate or they didn't really say it the way it needed to be said or, you know, just kind of falsify things or whatever. And I just, I wanted to own my story and it's a great way just owning your story mm -hmm. and that gets rid of that residue owning yes, it yes because if not they're gonna that's what the enemy do though don't he he hold that over your head see they don't want that they don't want that thing right there let me stop because them them church folks gonna get me <laughs> well listen it has been such an amazing time with you and i am i'm so grateful for the opportunity to work with you in the future and have a good time and to really shift these people's uh other people's lives through our story you know we're working on a project here soon and i'm excited i'm excited you know to to lock arms with you and we stand and we empower the people, you know, and we show up, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I know you're going to make us come with it. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to be able to tiptoe around you. You know what I'm saying? You better be coming with it, come with it. <laughs> so it's been amazing talking to Crystal. I hope y'all connect with her, order her books. What's your website? Give them your website. My website is honeyham.com with C, C R Y S T A L. Cunningham, C-U-N-N-I-N-G-H-A-M. And you can find me on all social media platforms at I am Crystal Cunningham. You better say it, I am. The two most important words. Don't play with them, Crystal. Don't play with them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And listen, I'm y'all favorite Andrina. I'm going to say it and I'm going to keep saying it. And before I leave, I want to give you my one, two, threes. I want you all to always express gratitude every single day. Every single day, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Just express gratitude. Two, I want you to love on yourself a little bit more. Learn how to show yourself some grace. Show yourself some grace and show yourself some love. And three, I want y'all to do something new that's going to make you better, bolder, and braver. And finally, I just want y'all to show up. Listen, this is your favorite Andrina. And it's been real hanging out with one of my, I'm gonna call her my best friend, y'all. I don't care what y'all say. We best friends. <laughs> and until we speak, y'all stay amazing. Don't forget, smile to a stranger because you never know who you may be inspired to show up in their life. And I'll talk to y'all soon. <laughs>